Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 95, and the subject is going to be uh, a letter by Archbishop Vigano to President Donald Trump. So before we begin, let's start with a prayer, please. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So I would like to read a passage of scripture, so give me a moment. I'm going to read to you a passage from the book of Revelation. Uh, I'm going to start from, uh, it's going to be from chapter 1, from verse 1, all the way down to verse 8. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants, what must soon take place. And he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads out loud the words of the prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written therein, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loves and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, everyone who, who pierced him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, we have gone through a lot. Uh, from the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, and now to what seems like the beginning of the apocalypse, maybe, or maybe we're heading to a Mad Max world. Who knows? I mean, it looks like the end of civilization with all the um, rioting and looting, and it's tragic. We have a letter from Archbishop Vigano to President Donald Trump. But before I begin this, um, let me just tell you that 
don't be don't be frightened don't be scared um it looks bad it is bad <laughs> and don't lose faith in jesus christ don't lose faith in the church don't lose faith at all remember christ is the one who is in charge he is the lord of history all authority of heaven and earth have been handed over to him he is the lamb who sits on the throne he is the one who conquered death he is the alpha and the omega you know um michael voris talking to um steve bannon steve bannon said that there are there are times where years go by and weeks go by and nothing happens and then there are months and weeks where years go by and it's true what we're seeing in the last few months since march since the shutdown a lot many years have gone by it feels like years you know it's funny when i was a kid i used to read the comics uh were the superheroes and you know you often wonder about certain events because it's always the comics are kind of like soap operas the superhero stories at least the marvel comics ones did it better where superheroes would reminisce about events in their lives and um sometimes a lot happens where months go by and it feels like they've experienced many adventures and then they would go back and they will reminisce about certain events that happened years ago and for a comic book character three years is a lot and sometimes three years can happen in weeks it's very strange but that's what it feels like everything that happened everything we went through now beginning with this let's look at this uh, letter and it's a doozy because this is quite something that a archbishop would write this letter Archbishop Vigano, the former nuncio, the former ambassador from the Vatican, decided to write this letter to President Donald Trump. And um, he's quite a busy, busy cardinal. I mean, it's um, Marshall and uh, a few other people look at Archbishop Vigano's letters as epistles. So let's begin. All right, before I begin, uh, I want to apologize if you hear noise in the background. I live in Brooklyn, New York. It's a nice day. The windows are open. Yes, you're going to hear some noise like uh, sirens and maybe even a plane passing over and kids playing in the background. I don't have a studio, so my apologies to everyone for the noise in the background. But maybe it might sound more humble and authentic. So... Once again, I apologize. So let's begin. Uh, LifeSite News. This is an opinion piece. Um, Archbishop Vigano's powerful letter to President Trump. Eternal struggle between good and evil playing out right now. Uh, the letter is uh, dated Saturday, June 6, 2020. And uh, it's 
the bottom says uh, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano warns the president that the current crisis over the coronavirus pandemic and the George Floyd riots are part of the eternal spiritual struggle between the forces of good and evil. And uh, the editor here says, uh, this is the editor's opinion, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano has released this powerful letter today to President Donald Trump warning him that the current crisis over the coronavirus pandemic and the George Floyd riots, that's the riots that took place for those who be outside the United States in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the state, are part of an eternal spiritual struggle between the forces of good and evil. He encourages the president to continue the fight on behalf of the children of light. This uh, is date, this is dated June seventh. The letter was released was sent on June sixth. This is published June seventh on Holy Trinity Sunday. So let's begin, Mr. President. In recent months, we have been witnessing the formation of two opposing sides that I would call biblical the children of light and the children of darkness. The children of light constitute the most conspicuous part of humanity, while the children of darkness represent an absolute minority. And yet the former are the object of a sort of discrimination, which places them in a situation of moral inferiority with respect to their adversaries, who often hold strategic positions in government, in politics, in the economy, and in the media. In an apparently inexplicable way, the good are held hostage by the wicked and by those who help them either out of self-interest or fearfulness. The two sides, which have a biblical nature, follow the clear separation between the offspring of the woman and the offspring of the serpent. On the one hand, there are those who, although they have a thousand defects and weaknesses, are motivated by the desire to do good, to be honest, to raise a family, to engage in work, to give prosperity to their homeland, to help the needy, and in obedience to the law of God, to merit the kingdom of heaven, on the other hand, there are those who serve themselves, who do not hold any moral principles, who want to demolish the family and the nation, exploit workers, to make themselves unduly wealthy, foment internal divisions and wars, and accumulate power and money. For them, the fallacious illusion of temporal well-being will one day, if they do not repent, yield to the terrible fate that awaits them far from God in eternal damnation. In society, Mr. President, these two opposing realities coexist as eternal enemies. Just as God and Satan are eternal enemies, and it appears that the children of darkness whom we may easily identify with the deep state which you wisely oppose and which is fiercely waging war against you 
in these days have decided to show their cards, so to speak, by now revealing their plans. They seem to be so certain of already having everything under control that they have laid aside that circumspection that until now had at least partially concealed their true intention. The investigations already underway will reveal that the true responsibility of those who manage the COVID emergency, not only in the area of health care, but also in politics, the economy, and the media, we will probably find that in this colossal operation of social engineering, there are people who have decided the fate of humanity, arrogating to themselves the right to act against the will of citizens and their representatives in the government of nations. We will also discover that the riots in these days were provoked by those seeing that the virus is inevitably fading and that the social alarm of the pandemic is waning, necessarily have had to provoke civil disturbances because they would be followed by repressions, which, although legit legitimate, could be condemned as an unjustified aggression against the population. The same thing is also happening in Europe in perfect synchrony. It is quite clear that the use of street protest is an instrumental to the purpose of those who would like to see someone elected in the upcoming presidential elections who embodied the goal of the deep state, who express those goals faithfully and with conviction. It will not be surprising if in a few months we learn once again that the hidden, the hidden behind these acts of vandalism and violence, there are those who hope to profit from the dissolution of the social order so as to build a world without freedom. Salve et Caligula, as the Masonic uh, Edge uh, teaches. I'm going to stop right here for a moment. Salve et Caligula. It's very interesting. Dr. Taylor Marshall explains it. You know, we've heard at Mass, those of you who are Catholic, Salve Regina, Hail Holy Queen. Well, this salve and uh, et calagula, et Latin for and. Calagula means to gather. Now, there is an image of um, a satanic character, Behomet. Uh, it's a devil. You've seen the image in movies, I'm sure, or some of those uh horrible um history channel or something or documentaries on uh, history channel where they have it's an image of a demonic figure very disturbing very ugly figure it has the head of a goat with horns and it also has what looked like a flame coming out of this demonic figure's head sort of mocking pentecost 
the figure also has its right arm up and it, on it is tattooed salve and its left arm pointing down, which also uh, has a tattooed on it, Calagula. And, and the, the expression on the, on the fingers is almost like a priestly blessing. The right hand pointing up to heaven and the left hand, again, with the same three, fing three fingers pointing out, pointing down. The figure is sit cross-legged and it also has um, a male body part pointing out of it. The figure also has the breasts of a woman representing transgenderism. This is an old etching that goes back centuries, centuries probably to the 1700s, maybe, maybe even earlier. It's a satanic image, but done by cultists. Now, the term salve et calagula, salve, sort of like talking about bringing down heaven, because remember, it has its left arm pointing down to the earth to bring down what heaven put together. It's mocking the Catholic uh, Latin, uh, referring to God and the saints and to the Virgin Mary, hence the breasts, and then pointing down to the earth to, to gather together uh, that which heaven wants. Calagula, calagula, calagulated blood, you know, blood that's sort of like hardening and everything. So it wants to bring down heaven's plan and gather it under its own satanic ideas. That's what Carlo Maria, Maria Vigano is pointing to. This is the Freemasonic occultist symbol. I know a lot of people don't like conspiracy theory, but think very carefully. Uh, Marshall pointed out that um, the author of the Harry Potter books, um, the lady, she has this tattooed in her arm. Now, I don't know. I haven't heard about that. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. But I have seen it on people's arms. I have seen it on, on Satanic. When I looked for the image for my YouTube channel, you can go to my YouTube channel. You'll see the image. Uh, I wasn't very pleased what happened. I typed the photo in Facebook and so many disgusting satanic images came out. So many of them, so many satanic images, the most disturbing things. I mean, it was so revoltingly disgusting and frightening. You know, I almost, you know, I, I almost changed my mind, but I found one image that I could at least... Uh, I took to put into my YouTube channel so I can give you an example. Um, I, don't, I hope I don't have to have, re, have to use that image ever again. It is disgusting. And trust me, it is very disturbing. There were a lot of different artworks and images of this thing and different kind of statues that they put together. <laughs> if you remember a few years back, where in Michigan, there were a bunch of cultists. There was an image of a statue of, of a, a satanic image with the very same expression, arm expression. It's the same satanic demon uh, with two children stand, standing next to this figure 
also in mockery, like in some mockery towards Christ. Don't be surprised. I truly believe that there are a lot of political figures and a lot of artists and a lot of people in Hollywood and a lot of people in many different places who participate in satanic cults. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. You're not going to worship God. You're going to worship something. Anyway, let's continue. Um, did enough talking about this because I just want to try to explain to you what's why he used here Salve et Calagula. He doesn't go into detail why, but I'm sure he's guessing that some of the people in Trump's cabinet will probably explain this. And another thing before I begin, yes, there are members hierarchy within the Catholic Church going back to Cardinal Bernadine and probably someone like Theodore McCarrick and some other members of the Catholic Church who probably have participated in this uh, behometh um, uh, Salve et, et Colagula. Uh, in um, Father Malachi Martin's book, Windswept House, he makes mention of certain clergy, high-ranking clergy who take part in a satanic cult. So, yeah, it's not far beyond it. Look at the fact that many of them Many of them are probably practicing homosexuals. Many of them don't preach the gospel. They don't care about it. Many of them support opposing ideas. And many of them seem to are insistent on bringing the Catholic Church down. This is not a surprise. What you see happening in societies often shows that there's a defect both in government and in the church. This is a battle. He's right. This is a battle. And sadly... It it's it's something we we are born to the time to face. In ancient Israel, many of the high ranking people of Israel, especially of the House of David, and within the temple began practicing occultism. Right before the fall of Israel to Babylon. It is not a surprise. There is serious defects. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, the letter, uh, uh, Vigano's letter to President Trump, although it may seem disheartening, the opposing alignments I have described are also found in religious circles. You see, there are faithful shepherds who care for the flock of Christ, but there are also mercenary infidels who seek to scatter the flock and hand the sheep over to be, to be devoured by ravenous wolves. It is not surprising that these mercenaries are allies of the children of darkness and hate the children of light. Just as there are, there is a deep state, there is also a deep church that portrays its duties and forswears its proper commitments before God. Thus, the invisible enemy whom God whom good rulers fight against in public affairs is also fought against by good shepherds in the ecclesiastical sphere. It is a spiritual battle, which I spoke about in my recent appeal, which was published on May 8th. For the first time, the United States has in you a president who courageously defends the right to life who is not ashamed to denounce the persecution of Christians throughout 
the world who speaks of Jesus Christ and the right of citizens to freedom of worship. Your participation in the March for Life and more recently your proclamation of the months, the month of April as National Child Abuse Prevention Month are actions that confirm which side you wish to fight on. I dare to believe that both of us are on the same side in this battle alibi with different weapons. For this reason, I believe that the attack which you were subject after your visit to the National Shrine of St. John Paul II is part of the orchestrated media narrative which speaks not to fight racism and bring social order, but to aggravate dispositions, not to bring justice, but to legitimize violence and crime, not to serve the truth, but to favor one political f faction. And it is disheartening that, that these are bishops, such as those whom I recently denounced, who by their words prove that they are aligned on the opposing side. They are, sub they are the subservient to the deep state, to globalism, to align thought to the new world order, which they invoke ever more frequently in the name of universal brotherhood, which has nothing to do with uh, Christian but about it, but which invokes the Masonic ideals of those who want to dominate the world by driving God out of the courts, out of the schools, out of families, and perhaps even out of the churches. The American people are mature and have now understood how much the mainstream media does not want to spread the truth, but seeks to silence and distort it, spreading the lie that is useful for the purpose of their masters. However, it is important that the good, who are the majority, who wake up from their sluggishness and do not accept being de uh, deceived by a minority of dishonest people with unvaluable purposes. It is necessary that the good, the children of light, come together and make their voices heard what more effective way is there to do this, Mr. President, than by prayer, asking the Lord to protect you, the United States, and all, all of humanity from this enormous attack of the enemy. Before the power of prayer, the deceptions of the children of darkness will collapse. Their plots will be revealed. Their betrayal will be shown. Their fighting power will end in nothing, brought to light and exposed for what it is, an infernal deception. Mr. President, my prayer is consistently turned to the beloved American nation, which I had the privilege and honor of being sent by Pope Benedict XVI as apostolic nuncio in this dramatic and decisive hour f for all of humanity i am praying for you and also for all those who are at your side in the government of the united states i trust that the american people are united 
with me and you in the prayer to Almighty God, united against the invisible enemy of all humanity. I bless you and the First Lady, the beloved American nation, and all men and women of goodwill, Carlo Maria Vigano, Tatelier, Archbishop of Ulipinia, I don't know what that means, former apostolic nuncio to the United States of America. That's it. Well, now, what can we say about this, uh, this letter? Well, he's actually right. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold back. I, I do see there are things happening. Recently, just uh, Archbishop Walton Gregory just opposed President Trump because he didn't like the fact that he walked over to the shrine of St. John Paul II. Walton Gre Gregory doesn't hide his interests. He doesn't hide what he stands by. He has a history of standing by LGBTQ things. He... He opposes, he, he doesn't outright, but he's like James Martin. He's basically a James Martin man, or just like James Martin. James Martin also made, made noise about President Trump walking over to the, to the church, holding his Bible and going to St. John Paul's Memorial. Why doesn't he? He has a first Catholic lady. And also, why not? Polish-American Catholics stood by his side in the last election. Many of the American bishops have chosen their side. Many of them have also shown their very slow and sluggish response to sexual abuse crisis. Let's face it, okay? They have shown very. They have shown very little in response to scandals in their archdiocese, scandal within their own rectories. Let's face it, they are not on the side of Jesus Christ. There is a homosexual, high-ranking clergy. Not all of them, but there is a homosexual, high-ranking community of clergy that want to keep their power they are homosexuals. They are pedophiles. I'm not going to hold back on this. This is obvious. They have taken over the Catholic Church. They have taken over our faith. Look how they closed the doors of our church. Look how they closed the doors. Look how they have shut the doors. We haven't received Holy Communion. Walton Gregory wants his Catholic priest today, on this Monday, right after Trinity Sunday, to go out and protest against President Donald Trump. They can make the effort to go out and protest, but they can't make the effort to open the church doors to us. I'm getting tired of this. All right, I haven't received communion in months. I haven't, I don't know about you, but I'm quite certain you all, all of you are, are in the same 
way. I know some, I know many of you personally. I know many of you personally, and I know there are others who I don't know who haven't been able to receive Holy Communion. I can't go to service if I don't wear a mask. I can't go to service and maybe I can't even sit next to my mom. Yesterday we heard the church bells ring, but guess what? It's a, it's only one service in English and the rest is all streaming. Maybe one service in Chinese and one service in Spanish. What gives? There is no 12.30 service and there's no 7 p.m. service, which we used to have in our basilica. And not only that, they want to limit the amount of people go in there. And if you don't wear a mask, you don't come into church. I saw a video on Facebook of a man who was chased out of his parish in, in Ohio by his priest. The priest called over the police. The man was at, at mass with his little boy. It looked like a four-year-old little boy. He filmed the video. I haven't been able to figure out how to get that video and put it in my YouTube channel. I'm still learning. It broke my heart. He called the cops over. And the priest stood there like a prima donna. He stood there stuck up and proud of himself, adjusting his mask. When your own parish priest calls the cops on you, what does that do to you? What does that do to your to, to your relationship with your with your local parish, with your priests, with your bishop? I was infuriated. I couldn't believe it. It was just unbelievable. And the man told his told his told the priest, pure ideology, Father, pure ideology. You blocked his church for several months. We haven't had access to Jesus and the sacraments. I come to I come to mass with my little boy, and you call the cops on me because I'm not wearing a mask. Some of you will probably say, "Well, why not just wear the mask?" You're probably right. You're probably absolutely right. Maybe, maybe the priest spoke to him. I don't know. But the fact that he called, he called the cops. It still is devastating. I'm sorry. It's just devastating. It's just heartbreaking. I'm sorry, but it is very heartbreaking because all this stuff, like I said, there are years where weeks don't happen. And then there are weeks, as they say, where years happen. And between the shutdown uh, because of this pandemic and then within after the pandemic, this this rioting began and it's and not just here, the way it's organized and happens around the world shows that there is something else at play. And the fact that we have some uh, industrialists, some powerful people who want to push this um, tracking and tracing thing um, and want to change the world economy and want to change the world's globe. I mean, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. So you can't tell me that there are other players at this in the shadows. And it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. It's a fact. And it's heartbreaking that this has also came into the church. It's obvious. Pope Francis has done very little 
to show resistance. And some of our bishops have shown agreement. Uh, Arch uh, Cardinal Blaise Supich just recently, I was going to do a YouTube channel on this, um, but then suddenly this happened with the president and the letter Vigano came. I mean, there were so many things happening so fast. I had to just simply choose which one. I couldn't do them all. To do a YouTube channel is actually a lot of hard work. You got to really make the time. Doing a podcast is a lot more easier. Um, but also you got to make time. And sometimes, unfortunately, I, I'm not blessed with the quiet environment, the kind of music my neighbor upstairs plays uh, almost uh, matches the, the Satanism that's mentioned in the topic. There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening and it happens so fast and so many things are going on so fast. But it's, I will tell you this, don't lose your faith. Don't, don't get discouraged. I know it sounds horrible and we are all small players. We're pawns on the, on the board, especially to these globalists, but don't be afraid. I truly believe that we're about to witness something fantastic. I don't know when or how, but I truly believe that we're at the crossroads. Just like the Fatima apparitions happened, and before that, the most famous one was Lourdes. The, that is the, the next greatest historical Fatima apparition that happened with Bernadette Subiru at Lourdes Fatima. I truly believe that we're about to witness some kind of intervention on the hand of our, our Lord and by his mother. Something's going to happen that is going to change history, show humanity that God is real and that God does exist and God does participate in history. That God is not apart from us and he's not indifferent the way the Freemasons want us to believe, the way, the way these theists want us to believe. They want to, have, they want to have a God that's indifferent and sits far away and minds his own business and just watches. That's what they want. And they want God not to take action. They think that they finally got what they want, but they don't. Something is about to happen. And I truly believe that it won't be on the part of the United States, although the United States will take the right actions, especially under this president. And I truly believe that the prayers of the faithful will, will also play a role. You have to pray your rosary. You must pray your rosary. You must pray or else, you know, it doesn't help because God doesn't answer those who don't pray. Prayer is a weapon. Your rosary is your weapon against this. So pray your rosary. Don't just sit around. I know it's hard, but you could pray a decade here, a decade day. Get up a little earlier if you have to. I sometimes pray on the train. I have time now at my job. I don't have to deal with the public for the time being to pray my rosary. You know, but pray the rosary take part and pray the rosary and say a prayer for the president, say a prayer for the church, still pray for the Pope. Yes. Pray for our Holy father, for Pope Francis and Pope Benedict and pray, 
pray for pray for the, for the country. You have to pray for the country, and you have to pray for the whole world. Um, don't forget, say the Divine Mercy Chaplet. That helps. We need to pray because a lot of people around the world don't believe God exists. A lot of people lost their faith, so don't don't abandon them. Pray for them. Small prayers, short prayers do count. Small meditations on the blessed uh, on the rosary help. Even if it's not perfect, it's better than nothing. Please pray your rosary. I'm going to end it here. I'm going to say a quick Hail Mary. And um, once more, uh, check out my YouTube channel. I'm working on the second episode. I'm going to work on Archbishop Vigano's letter. And um, I got to little be careful because unfortunately there's a Christian apologetics uh, apologetic se uh, acts 17 i think it's called he just got his videos removed but he is extremely aggressive i won't i mean i won't hide it from him he tends to well he's been pushing the borderline for years i know this about him he speaks a lot about islam and he keeps pushing and pushing and pushing but Still, I still believe that a public platform as YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter is a public arena. And I still believe that in the right of freedom of speech, um, as someone said, I disagree with you, but I will defend your right to say it, even though I will strongly disagree with you. So I think the public arena is being a little, uh, the so-called these public platforms are being unfair and hypocritical because allow, allow people to say what they want. But if there is global political power at play, then it's, then there's, there's greater hypocrisy going on. There is something going on. And I think that they're going to try to control what we say and how we say it and who do we say it to. And that's wrong. All right. So let's quickly say a Hail Mary and we'll meet again soon. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. O Mary, concede without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary, concede without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary, concede without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Pray for us, the Holy Mother of God, that we may be worthy of the promises of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless and pray. This is the Informed Catholic signing out.